Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and a place where we delve into all sorts of improv topics. And today, our guest is the delightful Kate Butler. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means that you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. And now it's time to go off script and find out Kate's true story about making stuff up. And please welcome this week's guest. It's Kate. Welcome, Kate. Hello. Hi, Ian. Nice to be here. Uh, well, it's great to have you here. And yeah, I'm just really excited to to get to know you because I don't really know you very well. We, we've had a couple of interactions. And yeah. basically, there was a, a session fairly recently at Liverpool Comedy Improv. Brian Palermo came over as part of a bit of a European tour he was doing. He led a character workshop. And I actually got to go and, and do an LCI session for the first time in a long time. And you were part of that session. We got chatting and you were just this great, vibrant improviser. And I was like, yeah, I want to know more about you. And then you recently came to a show that I was doing and we've arranged to get you on the show. So let's just find out all about you and how you got into improv. So how did you discover Liverpool Comedy Improv? Wow. Yes. Um, it's been a bit of a journey. So um, I... I'm very new. I just started this year in February um, and I'd seen it advertised um, through, I think, Instagram or one of the social to, to, to join in um, during the beginners class with uh, LCI. And I just thought, oh, I've been, I did some acting last year with MAD and uh, that sort of sparked my sort of creative, like, oh, I really like this type of being social again after a long period of not being sociable, um, getting out there, getting out of my comfort zone. And um, so I decided to give the improv a go and haven't really looked back since. Um, absolutely love it. <laughs> it's so, uh, uh, Was Emma running the session that you went to, the first one? It was actually Jen. Um, okay. Yeah, so that was with uh, Jen for six weeks. And then I started doing the drop-ins on a Monday and it's kind of just snowballed from there. And then Emma started the long form improv, uh, which I'm in the middle of now. Just had a, a, a fourth session last uh, last night. Um, so starting to understand and, and sort of see um, how it kind of all comes together and lots to remember. And um, it's a real sort of journey for me, I think, of like finding that confidence for myself to step out and trust what's going to happen and, and, you know, be supportive in that um, and be supported in that. So it's great. Yeah, really, really loving it. So you said that you did a bit of acting last year and you've discovered the improv this year. Do you have a history of performing or is it completely new to you? I have a history of performing. Um, I have been a singer. Um, I've been in choirs before now um, and I've performed on different stages with a group of people. Um, I did a couple of solos occasionally and 
uh, I've loved love singing and I do love performing, um, but I'm sometimes a bit shy with it as well. So it's that, again, that that confidence, you know, um, of stepping out and, you know, being in front of people. Um, but it's, I think the thing that I love about the improv is that it's not a, so, it's not a solo thing. You're with people and you're doing a, a collaborative uh, approach. And um, yeah, it just ties in with a lot of, uh things that i enjoy you know um yeah yeah well i remember uh, doing the the brian palermo thing and just from doing just the warm-ups like instantly uh you did your bit just introducing yourself with your name and i was like oh yeah th this person uh, th this person excites me th they've got something about them that i'm excited to to see them perform more and then as the night went on i saw you doing loads of great work and i was like oh yeah uh, this is someone uh, who we'd spoken a little bit through the night so I, was, I knew that you were new but it was like it was so cool to see someone that was so new but so sort of confident to just get stuck in and have a go because you know there are lots of people that can come into it and they can really love it, but be quite standoffish with it for quite some time. But you were just throwing yourself into it and getting fully <laughs> stuck in, and it was great to see. Oh wow! Well, that's that's lovely to have that feedback. I think it, it's amazing what your perception of what's happening inside is, and and then the external actually what's going on. So it's lovely to get that, and I have that happening to me sort of in the the groups in the in the evening as well. And it's. Uh, it's really interesting to to delve into and 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 also I love the watching people like find different ways of thinking and you know um, exploring all that you know where things go and how does how do people come up with these ideas and and laughing as well you know what the best thing is for me it's been laughing loads this year. I think it's just so cathartic, so therapeutic for me. It's been really like, oh, yeah, <laughs> does that, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, totally. I love the laughter side of improv. Like for me, you know, it's improv comedy. I love that side of things. I know for lots of people doing it, it's not about the comedy and the laughter. Um, but for me, it kind of is not forcing it, but just, just finding it. If you look for it, it's everywhere, even in the long form, you know, you don't go into the long form trying to find a quick laugh because it's all about supporting each other and building that sort of bigger scene together. But ultimately, uh, it, it can lead to a lot of laughter. And that is probably the favorite thing for me about improv. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, and I, I see what you mean about that. Not going into something to to find the laugh. It's 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 um, building on like we we learnt sort of a bit last night about building platforms and you know um, building up scenes and taking into you know going into a building up characters and um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Yeah, um, and Emma's great. Emma's really holds the space really well. She's you know, um, fantastic teacher. So I'm really learning a lot from her. Yeah, uh, incredible teacher. And you said you started with Jen as well, also an incredible yes, teacher. Absolutely. So oh, yeah, both of them. Brilliant. Yeah. Liverpool Comedy Improv um, do have incredible an incredible team, you know, sort of around Emma that can fill in when she's not there. And yeah. whoever you get, you know, you're in for a good time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah.
yeah, I've had a couple of people different stepping in and it's always been different great ways of um different different styles of teaching, different styles of holding the space. It's, you know, um so there's always something, little nugget that you can go, oh yeah, there's you know, take away and um and from the people that you're with, you know, and, and how you interact with somebody and how that sort of, you know, uh, I don't know, that build up of characters works between two people or three people or you know um yeah i sound like i feel like a not a real novice but i don't know whether I'm, you know but i think um, whatever time in anyone's lives people get into improv mm-hmm. life has prepared them for it because i always think people find improv when they need to find improv or improv seeks you out when you need it most and what i love about improv is it draws so many different people from so many different walks of life and whatever journey you've been on, it seems to have prepared you for improv. So your journey could be completely different to someone else's. You could be getting into it in your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. Someone else could be getting into it when they're barely even 20, but somehow those different journeys just mesh together and people can create magic. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I've had a bit of a, a long journey of life. <laughs> it's been a a, a, a real um, yeah learning learning curve about myself. I think for me, being the age I am now, and I think you're right. I think it's something I've been able to step into, um, and I'm loving the journey. I'm just gonna see where it takes me and um yeah when when i found it i i was like wow how did i not find this sooner how did i not know that this was the thing i could do because (laughs) i'd sort of skirted around it for years through drama and acting and teaching Uh, but improv it was it was always just kind of there as as a warm-up technique it was my favorite thing to do but it was always just used as acting warm-ups and then as a teacher it was something i would often do with 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 children as well Uh, but then to just discover oh it's not just a warm-up it's it's the full thing Uh, it it was it just blew my mind to think wow this was this whole community existed and it took me so long to find it but uh boy when i when i found it did i throw myself into it (laughs) yes yeah um I, I can, yeah. I think it's that I, I went to the yeah the festival at the Unity, and yeah. that was like, wow, so many. It's like a whole like social network of different people that have been. I just like didn't realize existed, you know. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. So for me, my experience was a bit different to yours because. The year that I really got into it was the year that we went into lockdown. So for me, the experience became an experience of doing improv online. So I got into it in the February of that year. And then the lockdown happened in the March. And it went online very quickly. And it just exploded. And all of a sudden, there was this massive network of improvisers from all over the world. So I would go to LCI sessions two nights a week, sometimes three nights a week online that Emma was running. And there were people there from all over the UK. And then then very quickly, there were people there from all over the world, from America, Australia, South Africa, 
New Zealand, Norway, wherever. There was just this amazing group. And some of those I, I'm still connecting with now online. You know, we keep the online flag flying. And, you know, it's because I don't want to lose the connections to, to the world that we've had. I've been, uh, Seki and I recently went to the Philippines, uh, where Seki is from, and we met up with a group of improvisers that we had only met through online improv, and it was like catching up with old friends. It was amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and Brian Palermo as well. He recently came and ran a session. That's where we met. But yes. I first met him online thanks to LCI because there was um, lots of different guest teachers doing online workshops through LCI. And at the time, it would have been in, in, impossible for me to have gone over to the groundlings where brian was working and do a session with him just because of work and things uh but then online it was it was super easy to do so it was great and then now he has come over and i've met him in real life as well so that was fun yes yeah wow that's, that's amazing isn't it i mean it, obviously it wasn't the easiest of times but then to have that opening up that world of like finding you know different connections with different people yeah that's uh amazing um, yeah it really was for me like i've said this on the show many times the the pandemic was, was kind of a game changer in my life i know it was a terrible time for so many people but so many positive things came into my life and yeah. it started thanks to improv so i owe a lot to improv <laughs> yeah yeah i think for me um yeah, slightly differently. Obviously, that sort of lockdown period was really tough. It was quite hard. It was quite isolating. And um, I kind of hearing you talk about that, there is that, oh, I wish I'd known that that was all there for me. Um, but then, like you say, you, you find it when you're ready, I guess. And um, yeah, so for me, sort of stepping out and, and um, trying to yeah, I've always been really busy. Like I always like to do things. I always like to try and put my all into stuff and 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 you know enjoy life and and um and I hope I think that comes across. You know, I do um I do like to be present in groups and and support people and you know um I am it kind of ties in because I am training to be a therapist as well. So. There's a lot of skills that are transferable in that, is that, you know, empathy and, and kindness and, you know, wanting to to do the best for your support, you know, being there for people. Um, so it does, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it just comes together for me. It's just okay. a real, like, collaboration of, of those things, really. Awesome. Yeah. So you said you, you discovered it like through social media. Were you aware of improv really before you saw the adverts? Only only from being younger and whose line is it anyway, which is always gets mentioned. And um, that's probably my limit. I had no other preconceived ideas of what it was or how it was going to be. Um, yeah. So. So when you made the decision to go to that first session, was that session anything like you had imagined it would be in your head? No, I was <laughs> I was anxious. I felt nervous. Didn't know what was going to happen. Um, you know, and then to sort of tap into that feeling of getting 
outside of this adult brain and and reconnecting with that inner kind of child as well you know and and freeing up those thoughts of worries of being judged and you know uh, all that stuff that as adults we get bombarded with you know uh, got to do this got to do it that way you've got to be this certain person it's like oh I can pass the clap around <laughs> circle and have a laugh and you know and really sort of free up that uh thinking you know yeah i like the feeling of you can't really get it wrong yes with a caveat because you can get it wrong if if you are being particularly offensive or aggressive or something like that but um just in general as long as you are trying and you know having a good time then a, a mistake i'm saying with inverted commas can be a great plot twist or it can just be a great moment where everyone can have a laugh and then you move on from it and uh yeah it, it was it was part of what made it special it's never going to happen yeah. again That's celebrating like you know it's it's that joy of doing something that isn't wrong or what we perceive to be you know it's like yeah it's fine you know it's all accepted here and it's okay and um there's a it's a really big thing to be to be in life. I think is that acceptance of who you are and and what you say. You know, as long as that isn't offensive, you know, or comes under that umbrella. Um, yeah, very powerful. Yeah, I remember when I first discovered LCI and, and improv. For me, whose lines it anyway was sort of a lifelong passion of mine. I had watched it my entire life, loved it. As a child, I would play the Who's Line games with friends, um, not to a great level, just like 14, like in my mate's front room, just like playing some of the Who's Line games. And then I, I went into acting and stuff and did a lot of improv type games, but never to the level that I'm doing it now. And then when I discovered LCI and I was like, yeah, I'm going to give that a go. It's because I once again had been on a big binge of Who's Lines It anyway. So when I turned up from the first session, I thought I had to go in there and I had to be funny and slick and all this kind of stuff. And very quickly, I realized that that's not what improv is. And I had to lose all of those sort of preconceptions and right. start from scratch. And yeah, um, yeah I, I love, because I, I run a lot of improv stuff myself now as well. I love sort of helping people go on that journey of, of coming in and they'll come in and be like, oh, I'm, I'm not really very funny. And I'm just, you don't have to be funny. Don't worry about it. Yeah, the funny will come. Um, but yeah, there is, I think because so many people reference whose lines it anyway as their sort of their entry point to improv, they think that they have to be that slick, that funny. Yes. Um, yes. But really, if if only they knew all of the outtakes that happened in whose lines it anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't see those bits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's um, if I sort of tell people that I'm, I'm doing this, it's immediately, oh, you think you're funny, you know, <laughs> I don't think I'm funny at all. I think, you know, it's and it, it comes from the humour comes from being with people and creating something. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Fascinating. It's really fascinating to to watch and and to sort of notice now as well. I went to um, 
ordinary job week last Thursday okay. at the art centre and sort of to watch that. Now I'm learning about the commentaries to sort of pull, oh, I can see that's happening and I, I understand, you know, edits and that type of thing. So it's started to click and, oh, okay, yeah, I can see what what that's about and understand it more. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really interesting. Yeah, I remember being invited to sort of a long-form evening. It was just a group of improvisers uh, that were getting back to sort of real life after the pandemic and just having a chance to just come together for a couple of hours and do long-form. For me, it was my first experience of, of long-form in real life. I had touched on it during the the lockdown period d- through some sessions with LCI and through some some other things but I still consider myself very new to it and I was going into it with like seasoned <laughs> seasoned performers that mo- most of them only do long form improv and, and had maybe sort of 15 20 years experience and I got invited to be a part of it and I was like wow I, I, I felt so out of my depth but very quickly I started to learn oh actually yeah it, it's it doesn't matter how long these people have been doing it. it. It's just a case of they just love to do it and they love other people to do it with them. And it's so supportive. And I was sort of brought into the fold very quickly, it felt. And I I, I thought I was just going to spend the night standing at the sides, not really knowing what was going on. But people would pull you on to scenes with them and, and do all sorts of stuff. And very quickly... I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it, it, it's not at all what I thought it was going to be like because people are genuinely very welcoming and it's not about yes. them, it's about the group. Yeah, there's that lack of ego of like, it's this is the us doing this, it's, the, it's a whole come on, join in type, yeah, um, thing, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I remember there was another course I did and we did like a 20-minute set and it became about my character. So I was in every single scene because every time a scene finished, someone yeah. else edited but kept my character on and was like someone else in this character's life. And it was it was incredible. But also, like, for me to look at it from the outside, I was like, wow, every single one of those person made the decision to make it not about them. And that tells you everything you need to know about improvisers. You know, they're not there to put themselves in the spotlight they're just there to create a good narrative they're just there yeah, yeah. to enjoy being a part of the ensemble and that that that's also very cool i think yes yeah definitely yeah so yeah. you're doing long form and you're yeah. four weeks into it yes how do you think it compares to short form it's um I quite I'm enjoying it because it's it's obviously deepening characters and deepening that that work the you know work and building on on scenes you know to um I like the short form it's it's obviously great to take to to still learn from um it's a good question um yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> See, I like the time. Like, so long form, my heart is always with short form. Short form is like yeah. 
always going to be my favorite thing, but I do love to do long form. And I love the slow burn element of it because short form is a, it's a short game. You know, you've only got a few minutes and then it's going to be over. So you kind of have to get to the point very quickly. But I like that sort of meandering feeling that can happen in long form where you're really trying to slowly build the story in a very different way to that you do in short form. Yes. Yeah. I think for me, sometimes I like, to have a bit of space to think about things. Um, so I'm enjoying that uh, just ability just to slow it down for me and, and slow things down and, and sort of build on and notice where my brain goes. And sometimes I can feel a bit overwhelmed, but then it's like really learning to 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 focus a bit myself, you know, on one thing, not trying to overthink <laughs> um, and worry too much about the um, what I'm going to say. Um, so it's both us, both I'm learning from um, just for me, I suppose, is, is all I can say. I'm just, I like all of it. <laughs> yeah. And you're learning from watching others do it as well, because I know you, yeah. you mentioned you were at a gig last, last week. You were at a gig where... That I was at a couple of weeks before that. So that's a great way to learn as well. Just watch other people doing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think there's a whole let go of getting it right for me. Um, I, I'm somebody, I think, who wants to, I've got to get it right. I've got to do the right thing. <laughs> so letting that go, you know, is just, uh, is, is, a, is a big learning curve. It's like, oh, okay. Um, I'm just going to trust, step forward. I did that last night and I, and I just threw it all away and I just put myself forward and um, I really enjoyed it. I really uh, had some good scenes and felt um, like once I let that go, let that stuff go, it's it's like I'm just in the moment and I'm, and I'm, and I'm just present with it and it's, it's a really lovely feeling, you know, um yeah. yeah and it's I, almost like i could it's always for me it's like i can hear some laughter but i'm not i'm not trying to be funny i'm just it's like just enjoying that interaction with somebody on stage if that makes sense yeah 100 percent. and yeah. as you mentioned earlier there's that sense of you're not in it alone you're up there with other people and yeah. those people are going to have your back so if you do have a moment where your mind goes blank or whatever. It doesn't matter because there's other people that are going to catch you. Yeah. yeah. And I think that building with the, doing this long form and, and the people that I'm with, and it's that we're all that group mind and like coming together and figuring out who we are and that sort of building up of like trust with each other and, you know, um, understanding each other's strengths and where we might go with things. So it's, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, interesting. <laughs> and uh, we we spoke a bit at the the Hanky Panky gig a couple yeah. of weeks back, and we spoke after I had done a song, and I was like super nervous going into it. It wasn't the first time I've done it; I've done it before, mm -hmm. but I think with improv, I've spent so much time with knowing ah, it doesn't matter if if I'm not quite on it because other people are going to be there. To, to support me and save me 
But when I'm going into this song situation, uh, which I'll just explain for anyone listening that doesn't know, uh, I like to do this song at shows now where I'll get someone out of the audience and I'll give them a quick interview and then I'll sing them a song all about them. But getting my head around the fact that I don't have the safety net of someone else, <laughs> like if it goes wrong, I've put myself in a position where it really is all down to me. And like, I know that I sh- I should just trust myself going into it, that it's a, it's a skill I have and I can do, and it'll just happen in the moment. But I still have that little panic going on in my head that, oh no, it's all down to me. Like if, if I don't get this right, there isn't someone else there that's, that's got to um, step in and support me. Um, so that's sort of where I'm at right now, trying to um, just sort of get to a point where I, I can continue to do that because I love to do it but um, maybe not get quite so nervous beforehand. Yeah, so, yeah, not trying to tap into that, not feeling so anxious or worried if it, if it you know. But you were amazing. You were, it was fantastic. I mean, I, I was I was in awe because it was just, it came out of you and you were just there with it and all the, it just all flowed. And there was somebody on stage who was uh, not probably, like, Trying to trip you up a little bit, but you just went with it, and you, you know, you you held it really well. I thought it was great. Um, Very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it would be interesting. I think being a bit of a singer, it's probably something that I would be interested to try explore, perhaps a little bit to see yeah. what would happen with that. I think it's uh, try and put the two together. Um, maybe at some point in the future, might be something I'd, I'd look to to get involved with if there was anything around. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know yeah. a while back there were musical um, sessions at LCI during the pandemic, and I'm sure it can happen again. Hey, maybe I should put a, a musical improv session together. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, you said earlier that you're training to be a therapist. I'm interested to hear about that. Yeah, so um, in my um, last year, really, of qualifying to be an integrative therapist um so uh just currently working towards getting my placement hours um and yeah hopefully by the end of the year we'll be a qualifying yeah that is very interesting to me because during the pandemic there were lots of people coming to improv and Mm -hmm. there was like a sense of some people saying, oh, this is like therapy. Like during that that crazy time where lots of people were going through so many emotions, people were saying, oh, this is like therapy. And then it kind of became this thing where there was a big agreement that actually improv isn't therapy. It's just therapeutic because, you know, if you've got problems, you're not going to fix those problems through improv necessarily. You'd need to go and get those problems like, properly <laughs> seem to buy yeah. a therapist um uh so yeah i'd just like to get your take on that so improv isn't therapy but it is therapeutic what do you think about that i 100 percent agree that yes there's therapeutic aspects of of that i think the social aspect being with people community you know um Building your confidence, your self work, your self esteem. You know, being able to, even if you're just there and just being part of it. I think it's yeah, it's got 
great. I've got a lot out of it that in that way. Um, and, you know, the skills of empathy, you know, compassion, kindness, for me, just ties in with my ethos of what, you know, um, being a therapist and being a counsellor, you know, supporting somebody on a journey, you know, that's what you're doing in improv, you're supporting somebody on a journey that they might have an idea of and you're going with, you know, so it's, yeah, I think it's great, yeah. And um, I think something I've really noticed in the time that I've been doing improv is improvisers tend to be introverts rather than extroverts, which as an outsider, you think you, you see them on the stage and you just assume that they are all extroverted people all the time. But then as soon as they're off the stage, people sort of go back into themselves and can be quite quiet. And that happens with a lot of comedians as well. Like a lot of comedians are very introverted when they're not on stage doing their act. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. I think there's a part of me that likes to have that extrovert. And, um, but the, yes, um, I can also be very shy and, and very reserved and, and quite private, you know, and, and um, yeah, it's a funny juxtaposition, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Wanting to kind of be, you know, so have that attention in some way, but then also feeling. I just want to be by myself, you know, you know, reserved in some way. Because um. lots of people think I'm an extroverted person when they see me in certain situations, but in reality, I'm quite introverted, but it's just in certain situations when I come to life. And there has to be like this switch that gets switched on inside me, which kind of turns on the adrenaline. When I've got adrenaline flowing through me, I can be very extroverted, but as soon as that adrenaline's gone, I'm back to like I don't really want to talk to people, and I hate small talk and all that kind of stuff. So normally, if if anyone sees me before a show, I can be quite different to what I'm like after the show because once the adrenaline's kicked in, I, I've really switched on, and I I am a slightly different person. But until that happens, you know, I find it quite awkward to talk to people sometimes. Yes. Yeah. No. No, I'm with you on that one. I can relate a lot. <laughs> yeah. So moving forward with improv, do you have any goals for yourself? Oh, do I have any goals? Um, well, I've I've applied and I'm going to do the another long form course in October with Mark Smith. Okay, cool. Um. But I just, as a goal, I think just to to carry on being a part of the community, really, and keep building on what I'm learning and sort of being open to what might happen. I think that's for me is just trusting the journey of, of you know, where I'm going with it. I don't think I've, because, oh, I want to do this just at this minute. I think for me, I'm still, you know, learning um, and I want to continue continue with that really yeah just keep yeah. delving into the the different yeah. different aspects yeah absorb as yeah. much as you can yes yeah yeah um, um so 
does that just mean you're just going to keep an eye out for, for different courses? You're doing a long form course, you said, with Mark Smith. Uh, you're just going to sort of keep doing the, the drop-ins and then see what else comes along? I think so, yeah. I'm sort of always open to, you know, hearing about new things. And if I can get there and do it, then I, yeah, definitely will love to jump in and, and try different different things, different learning new new skills you know um and just having fun as well i think for me having fun and also laughing a lot and meeting new people is is really important as well um it builds up my uh, you know that community aspect for me in life and uh, reaching out to people um you know yeah, I really, I really value that. Um, I think I'm on my, own, you know, I live on my own, but I love living on my own. But it's, uh, it's, it's getting out and meeting people. I think that's yeah, really, you know, really good for me. Yeah, I really. Um, with with the, the short form games, mm-hmm. I just want to ask you: do you do you have a favorite game or a favorite type of game that you've discovered? How, what do I like the most? Um, the one that really makes me laugh is um, the one word each in the short term when you when you make it a, a to like make it be a complaint letter. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's one word. I I on I've just had some real. Cr- funny moments in that and um cracks me up because i just can see uh if you with you know you're with somebody and you're just bouncing off each other you can sort of not overthinking it but it's like the trying to get get to that uh funny moment it just makes me laugh it's really good yeah and are there <laughs> any games that you try to avoid <laughs> um hmm Sometimes yes, I think the if um yeah, I'm not sure. I think I try try most of them. Well, that was weird. Out of nowhere, the interview just died. I was there having a great chat with Kate, and then she just disappeared from my screen. And it turned out her computer had crashed, and she wasn't able to get back into Zoom. So we were able to get her back, but she came back into the Zoom room on her phone, and we just picked up from where we left off. So she was halfway through answering a question. We're going to jump straight back into the interview now, and it's going to be like this bit never happened. Yes, we're just going to pick up where we left off. Hey, Hello. <laughs> That was weird. I've never experienced that before. And you were just telling us about um, the fact that there aren't any games you don't particularly not enjoy. You'll, you'll happily give anything a go. I think I'll, I'll try. It depends how confident I am on the day. <laughs> I <think that's> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, a real sort of in the moment type um, of thing. But if I'm if I'm in it, I'm there and I'll I'll. Sometimes I like to sit back, though. Sometimes it's good to just watch, as you know, like we said earlier, just to see what people come up with. And um, I think it's just fascinating where people's brains go and work, and and um, you know how you come up with ideas um, of different stories and actions. And yeah, I think sometimes for me, it's like 
less is more <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, What's your take on pun games? Pun games? Yeah. And can you example? Uh, so pun games where you have to come up with a quick one-liner about something. So uh, 168 is one of them, like 168, something walk into a bar and a barman says, and then you insert the joke or oh. anything like that. Oh, I don't think we've done anything like that. Um, I probably would find that a little bit difficult, possibly. Um, yeah, I've not. I don't think we've. Tra- I don't think I've ever tried that type of okay. game. I think when yeah. you came to the hanky panky gigs uh, with Glass of Improv a couple of weeks back, we did Jimmy yeah. the Pigeon. So that's a pun game. Um, oh yes, hey, yeah. Nice oh Jimmy the Pigeon. Call <laughs> well, him Jimmy the Pigeon because he tried to start a coup, and then you the yes. different objects and stuff. Uh, it's just so pun games are my absolute favourite, but lots of people uh, don't like them. Uh, I don't really know why. I think it's because they feel pressured to be, be funny and witty or something, which kind of goes against everything else that we learn in improv, but yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> you like it, yeah. I think I, again, it's that, um, I'd have to give it a go. I think it's like trying just to try it and see, you know, I probably could talk myself into out of doing something, you know, oh, yeah, like you say, I'm not going to be funny enough. I'm not going to be able to know what to say. So, yeah, it's kind of probably just letting that rubbish go and, and and having a try, you know, um, seeing if it worked for, for me. To me, it's just like an extension of my everyday life anyway, because I spend most of my day just making uh, quick remarks and puns about things. I, I'm a primary school teacher, so basically anything uh, they can say to me is met with some kind of um, pun in the <laughs> or some sort of sarcastic comment. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> It takes a while oh. for a new class to get to know me to the point where uh, they know that most of what I say, I'm actually just joking. <laughs> um, there we go. Uh, that's been a wonderful chat. Thank you very much for, for coming on and opening yourself up. It's It's been a real pleasure to, to get to know you. Yes. That's, thanks so much for asking. Um, I say it's first time podcaster. Um, so yeah, been really lovely to chat with you and also learn a little bit more about you and, and, um, yeah, look forward to perhaps getting involved with your, you know, what you do in the future as well. That would be interesting. Um, yeah, I'll keep you posted you... on what I'm up to. Yeah. And I hope to, you know, I always hope to get to LCI sessions and workshops and stuff. So hopefully I'll, I'll, uh, interact with you there as well. Bob, thanks so much. You're very welcome. Okay, take care. Yeah, thank Bye. you. Bye. Well, thank you so much to Kate. I really love that chat. And I just love when we get to come back to, you know, what this show was originally, what this show set out to be in the beginning. This show is here to give a voice to the members of the Liverpool Comedy Improv community. It's it's ever-growing, it's worldwide, and there are always people discovering it. And I love discovering that there are still people discovering it. And as I've said many times, you know, I, I don't get to Liverpool often these days, so this is a great way for me to stay connected with people. And when I went to the Brian Palermo workshop, there were loads of great improvisers in the room. It was a great opportunity for me 
to find some new guests for the show and I got loads of great guests lined up. I've got a summer holidays from school coming up and I got plans to get all sorts of great people on for classic interviews and for specials, the A to Z, all that kind of stuff. So loads of great stuff coming your way. But thank you so much to Kate because I really loved getting to know her there and I hope you enjoyed getting to know her just as much as I did. Now, if you are interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene, then all the information you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Live Comedy Improv. And of course, that's how Kate discovered LCI. She found LCI on the socials. So check out the socials, share the socials and share the love. If you want to also check out the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast specific Facebook page, then do so. On Facebook, just search for the show, Liverpool Comedy Improvcast, and that is your one-stop shop for all things this show. Now, if you are a member of the LCI community and you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird, and we'll make the arrangements as soon as possible. If you are listening on Apple or Spotify, as always, I ask, please leave us a five-star rating. Write us a nice, positive little review because there's things like that that really help to boost the show and get our name out there. And can you believe this was episode 90? 90! We've done 90 episodes. That's amazing. And for those of you that have been here every step of the way, I thank you. And for those of you that are new or just dip in and out, I thank you as well. I appreciate all of the support that this show gets. You are wonderful, wonderful people. Just before we bring this to a close, I will just remind you, as always, if you want to follow me on social media in any way, shape or form, you can find me pretty much all over the socials. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Just search for at Ian Luke Jones on all of those things and you will find me. And very soon, coming your way, you can also find all things me on ianlukejones.com. Very excited about that. So watch this space because that is coming your way very soon. Now, it is time for me to go. Thanks once again to Kate. But before I go, as always, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv. And yes, and... <laughs>